Hey everybody, this is Brent and you are about to listen to an episode of the Speaking Of podcast where I sit down with a few of my friends, uh, Anthony Moore, Seth Fancy, and my buddy AJ Plasier. And we just talk about life in coronavirus and staying healthy. I understand that so many of us are struggling in these times when many of our rhythms and the things that we get life from and stability from are gone. And so we discuss, among other things, at the first with some trivial NBA talk and whatnot, we eventually discuss some very helpful things relating to your health. I hope you enjoy this episode. Here it is. How's that for some intro music, Seth Fancy? You were worried about it. We got you covered. Welcome to the Speaking oh, man, we're of, vibing. We're the speaking vibing of Podcast. Here. We are here. Uh, excited to have this crew with me today. Um, I want to introduce them to you in a moment, but uh, this gives me an opportunity to speak to why uh, I started this podcast and I'm using this platform. Um, I wanted to have conversations with my friends or interesting people uh, on a broader platform. And I was realizing, you know, my life has been shaped not just by, you know, sermons and church services, of course, and books have shaped my life. But I would say the thing that has shaped me more than anything would be conversations like with, with people in my life consistent and I, and I find myself uh, not just with the, the people I have on here today with me but I find myself often in just like rich conversations that you know as a pastor I actually wished my people could hear because I'm benefiting from it and sometimes they get to hear it through a sermon they'll hear it secondhand or, or something uh, things that God said to me through others or just cool ideas that have come up but I thought this is actually a really cool opportunity. We're in the Corona crisis. Uh, people people are listening to, to uh, sermons and stuff, but this is a good opportunity to have a longer form discussion. So uh, that's really why I started to do this, and we'll we'll see what happens with this podcast, and it'll evolve over time. But yeah, really, it was about sitting down and having conversations with interesting people or my friends. I like how you delineate that. Right. Well, let me finish. I noticed that too. Let me finish. Today, we accomplished both. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah? Okay. See what I did there? Yeah. So I have not just interesting people, but three people who are, you know, really, I think three of my best friends in the world uh, with me today. We've got uh, here in the same room with me. If we, if I look this way, I'm actually looking at Anthony, and he's actually looking at me right now. But uh, we we are in the opposite windows. But uh, Anthony Moore is here. Uh, we got uh, we got AJ Plasier coming at us from uh, Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, COVID free, COVID free, Southern Nova Since Scotia, 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yet to be a COVID case <laughs> south of Halifax, but we do have someone from Halifax where COVID. Has made itself known. It has. Um, we have in Colin Coward's studio today, Seth Fancy coming at us. What's up, guys? Excellent. Having a great day so far. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to. Uh, this will this will evolve. I want to get. I want to circle our conversation around the this staying healthy in the Corona crisis. But to get things moving, I figured. Let's have some random questions. And the first one I want to flip to uh, Seth 
And AJ, and this is a question that AJ once asked me that I'll flip back on these two guys because uh, both of them can speak to it. But if the 2002 Kingswood University softball team were the 98 Chicago Bulls, what what player would best typify your performance and your role on the team if we were the 98 Bulls? Going back to 2002, Kingswood softball. Oh, man, 2002. I'm only a second-year Kingswood student. I haven't fully matured into my softball prowess yet, so got to give me a second on that one. Uh, fancy. Uh, you were, you were yeah, a young buck um, at that point. I was. I was a young buck just coming in from the state. So, you know, I mean, I was a foreigner, had some skill. I would say I probably was the Tony Kukoc of of hey of, of the team, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, could, could uh, you know, I remember hitting leadoff that year. AJ, you were the anchor. I remember that. Like, you you were like, we were, we were batting back to back in a lineup. And so... Everything Tony, Tony you remember correctly. I remember that. And you were a center fielder. You were the center fielder, and you just anchored the whole team. So, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think I'm a Tony Kukoc of the 2002 Kingswood University softball team that time. I feel like that's humble. I feel like if that's we're humble. Ta- if we're talking 2002, uh, I will go I – was, I was holding down Scotty Pippen's role. Who was, uh, then who was MJ on that team? I'll give who I'll give MJ, Aaron, I'll give Aaron Perry. Really? I'll give I'll give Aaron Perry. I feel Aaron like... Perry is a sneaky good ball player, and was the voice and the leader. And I withheld having surgery over the summer, and I chose to have surgery on Kingswood time, just like Scotty Pippen. And uh, yes. contract Saban, negotiations. Kirk Saban and I had a vicious battle over my contract. Wow. And so I will go Scotty Pippen 2002. Getting those scholarship dollars. Oh, man. It was intense. ABU and Kingswood were having a bidding war over my center field prowess. I feel like I feel like that was a humble answer from both of you. Uh, I would probably put uh, any given day I could I could see uh, the MJ Pippen comparisons with with both of you guys. You really were the heart and soul of the team. Um, I'd like to call myself Steve Kerr, but I feel like that's reaching. Uh, I'm more Seth, f- Seth Fancy hit a ball at the Sussex Fairgrounds that still hasn't landed. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it'd be fair to call me Judd Bushler. Judd, did you have one clutch moment? <laughs> I did. I cracked. I well, cracked one home yeah, run. Then you then he you did. can qualify because like really no one really met. All everybody remembers about Steve Kerr is that one clutch moment that won yes. the championship. That's the that's his moment, right? So if you and had correct one, me if I'm wrong, Brand, you're a lefty. No. No, I'm no. Right. no. Okay, then you no. did correct me. I am wrong. Yep. But you, I do I do remember you poking one. Yeah, I did. Now, to be fair to me, I, w- I was a cross sport athlete. I never played never played any softball mm-hmm. before. Kingswood was the one place where if you had any like moderate athletic ability, you could play every sport. So I decided I'd pick up softball and hockey as a 19-year-old. Well <laughs> so, done. Because you should have seen some of the guys on the hockey team. <laughs> as, a, as a good Atlantic Canadian boy, I'd grown mm-hmm. up uh, playing pond hockey enough that I could yeah. skate. So it mm-hmm. uh, doesn't speak well for uh, Kingswood Intercollegiate Sports circa 2002, does it? 
But uh, we had a good basketball team. We won the uh, small college championship. I will say that. See, but, I was I was to basketball what you were to softball. I think that's fair. I, I had I'm, willing to, I'm willing to go with I, that. I had played I had played some basketball in high school and was no stranger to outdoor games, but I never played on the Kings of basketball team unless they were short manned, and I would just hop in the van for a Friday night game somewhere. We had about seven good players in 2002, yeah. and then yeah. I think that I think that was a peak. Seth Seth got a call. Seth's taking a call there. We got a caller. We got a caller this morning. No. All right. No. No. They hung up. They hung up on us real quick here. Yeah, those were good days, guys. Uh, one more sports-related <clears throat> question. NBA's coming back. Did we hear this? We did. We did. Twenty-two teams. Yep. Uh, what do we think? What are our, what are our early predictions? Do you remember ooh. AJ Plazier, uh What was it? Fall of two thousand and uh, two thousand and eighteen. Two thousand nineteen. Eighteen. Eighteen. I predicted. I predicted uh, Raptors Warriors. Raptors victory. Can you go on record and confirm that for the world to hear? Uh, you did. Uh, when Kawhi signed with the Raptors, I think you and I were texting about as the news broke. We were. And uh, you called a Raptors win. They won. And, I, and I will, I'll go on the record to say it, it, will, it will stay asterisk free. Hey, <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank That's you. my part to play. Yeah. I will say it was, it was wishful thinking at the time. And about two-thirds through the playoffs, I was like, this might actually happen. Hmm. So uh, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to call yeah, it Raptors as, as victory. As KD is lying on the floor, you're like, this is going to happen. Yes, yes. That's bold, That's yeah. bold though, calling it the second. The he repeat. did. He That's, called it. I'm the calling, I'm calling the now, repeat. Now, to be fair, he was also pretty hopeful Kawhi would stay. Right. I, I was super Why I appreciate the hope, but. I was heartbroken yeah. that he left. A little, Still a little sour about that. Yeah, but they yeah. are legit even without super. Kawhi. Super legit. I yeah. like the team right. this year more than last year. Right. I'm calling it. I'm calling okay. Disney champs. 2020, back-to-back. <laughs> it, back. it does dumb it down. Oh, like, do, come you think, on. do you think it does dumb it down a little bit, the fact that they're all kind of playing out of the same city? It feels like they're going away yeah. for a like season-ending tournament, right? It's yeah. like it's like this is what you do in hockey, right? I, like, I, I'm interested, though. Like I'm, I, it, It's so different that yeah. th- you, you know, these guys are competitors. Like right. They're going to get angry at each yeah. other. It's going to oh, yeah. get real. So, so, so what I'm curious about – is since they're playing neutral territory, what happens inevitably when it's a game seven and one team is down by nine and star player of the trailing team drops two threes? Is the crowd cheering? Is the crowd silent? What happens if a LeBron three ties the game in game seven? Is the crowd neutral? Uh, like, there's no crowd. I think there's. I think there's just friends and family for the for so our that, viewers. That is that is real. That is a part of sports, though. That that energy. Yeah, but is, for our yeah. viewers, for our viewers out there, just so uh, or listeners today, if you don't know what we're talking about, the NBA is coming back and they're going to do a bubble season in Disney World where they shut it down so nobody's in or out, and they're going to finish the season uh, hopefully coronavirus free. So quite interesting, right. actually. Yeah. I will say though, I mean, you guys, you guys have all played like. Sport, I you know, I'm in the St. John Men's Basketball League. I, I won a championship last year. I don't know if anybody knows if I ever mentioned it, uh, but we won we won the championship. But from the stage, you mentioned I have mentioned it maybe a couple times <laughs> in sermons. Yep. So, uh, but there were uh, four people watching. 
wicked. <laughs> that weren't on the benches. But it was electric in that gym. Mm-hmm. It was electric. No, but I think there's I think the reality is two opposing teams can right. get into it and yeah. I think I think there's going to be a zoomed in energy. You're not going to mm-hmm. have the big macro energy of having thousands of people you know, in a arena, but you will have micro energy and they're going to have to get it up, up close and personal. I don't know what they're going to do about the foul language and all that stuff, but you're, I think you're going to see the emotion in a different way. So that, that's interesting to me. I, I hope, yeah. I hope it feels like you're like on the floor with them almost. And I think, it's, I, I think it's going to be drama, man. I think yeah. some of these teams are going to oh, yeah. really oh, it'll be competitive. Other. Like when you put competitive people in a room, it's just going to be competitive. Right. So I think help it. the bubble system bodes well for veterans. Totally. Focus, I think right? the veterans who know how to play, know how to control pacing, the room almost mm-hmm. doesn't matter to them. I think you're going to see the yeah. veteran guys have a major leg up on this. Totally. I think, uh, you got that bodes well for the Lakers, the Clippers, mm-hmm. uh, the Raptors too. Like they were banged up and they're old. They got a bunch mm-hmm. of old guys, but now they've had three months to chill. Yeah, well, that's it's gonna, huge. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really oh, interesting. The young, the young, fresh legs aren't going to be quite the advantage that it was. No travel either. I know we yeah. just lost probably half of our audience, but uh, this is interesting to me. But. Be- before we move on, I think we need to, you know, we need to shout out that the venerable, the mighty Vince Carter has played his last game. Ah, yeah, come on, I know that's yeah. tough. Which is the end yeah. of an era. It's sad, but I, it should be noted that I think Canadians have regained their affection for him. Oh, hell oh yeah, yeah absolutely. And, we we uh, owe him a great debt of gratitude. We do. He did. There's a bunch of people that, oh, oh bunch of people that play basketball in uh, the country of Canada that um, are indebted to him. Yes. One more yeah. question while I fix my camera. Well, does Jesus care about sports? Poof. What? What's your take? What's your take? Is there is there sports in heaven? Oh, look at this green screen. How, how about that? Go it, ahead, it guys. Sports in heaven? Sports in heaven. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, is there sports in heaven? Does God care? Well, yeah, like, does I don't think God cares about, um, you know, when, when two teams are both praying to God for a win. Right. Like, I don't think he's, no. uh, like, picking and, and aiding, you know. I really don't think he's that involved when there's bigger issues. Although, let's be, let's be real. God cares about the small little things of our lives to a surprising degree. Yes. I've found that. But. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote yes. Yeah. I'm gonna vote that the same creativity that births music and art births sport. Yes. Okay. And I think there's something about right. us fully expressed. There is a right and good and healthy competition that is a, a kingdom value. So I'm, I'm voting yes on sport. I think that's I think that's right. And I, I don't want to botch I don't want to botch the quote, but C.S. Lewis has a few pages, a few paragraphs on the value of sport done right and that it it could be after the heart of god hmm. Hmm. yeah i would agree i think i, I think agree. i mean i think growing up in like organized sports was huge to establishing all sorts of positive even i would say kingdom values in my life even hmm. you know uh, working together teamwork you know 
working hard, all those sorts of things. You know, I, would, like, I, mean, I would also say exposed by sinful nature. Well, that's let me let me flip it back it though. Let me flip yeah. it back. I would say a lot of a lot of how we in, let's just be real. Like a lot of what we enjoy about sports though is the winning and one-upmanship, and like that definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like I don't, I don't see the I don't see Jesus standing on a podium raising a trophy mm-hmm. in in victory like i don't i don't i don't know like that doesn't seem like a, a a heavenly trait the i beat you thing and let's just be honest that's what makes sports fun at least at least like winning in fact yeah. let's even go more real i think i think you know it's actually not winning that uh, drives us it's not losing yeah, yeah, that's my thing do you ever notice when yeah. you when you win it's relief it's not. It's not actually. Uh, it's not actually a comp. It's relief. You're like, whew, we did it. Yeah. Uh, Paul. Paul beat his body. Right. He disciplined his body as to win the race. Um. I don't know. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding on. I, yeah, I think there is a godly I competition. Could, I would lean. I would lean towards. Light. Yeah. In accomplishing your goals. Yeah, I'd lean towards that for sure. I'd lean towards because there is this element of run the race as to win, right? So what do you got to do? You have to prepare. You have to be competitive. You have to, even though you're not, and that's the, that's the it's not it's not clean. It's not a, I don't know. It's the, the competitive, the winning, the not losing. I don't know. But there is something about the drive, though. There is the drive to um, to put every put your all behind something, to, to uh you know, exert energy to exert effort to exert, you know, overcome obstacles, right? There's all of that, you know, could easily be trans, you know, the, the stuff that, yeah. you know, the winning, the, I beat you, all that stuff is, I don't know about that, but I think, there's definitely, I think some sports are different than others too, you know, like, like I don't envision MMA going on in heaven, you know, but like, uh, I, I think, hope I there's think... golf. Like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Can you KO somebody in heaven? Probably not. <laughs> I uh, I don't know though, man. I know there's some. Uh, I I've I've come all over the place on um my feeling on MMA. You know, okay. like definitely Jesus didn't seem to love violence. But if you if you listen to the guys that the guys mm. that are you know actually MMA fighters like it's the craft the same they mm. talk about it the same way that the NBA right. guys talk about it like there's an it's an art form it's something yeah. they're improving at and and there's actually a fraternity they don't they, yeah. they don't hate each other after and actually you hear some of them right. talk like guys who are into jiu-jitsu and stuff like that they actually grow closer to each other after they after they fight right. so i don't know man like i i think if Again, the brutal violence and the beating you down thing, I don't think is a, a heavenly trait. But right. at the same time, yeah, there is something about competition. There's something about improving at something. Uh, yeah. There's strategy, creativity, like those things. Yeah, I don't, you, can't, you can't dismiss the value of those, and there is something transcendent about them. Yeah, and I think, well, I mean, the other thing is, like, can you actually get KO'd in, K- in heaven? <laughs> Could you actually now there there that's gonna be a, a hard uh, yeah. hard question to man I am messing up this camera so bad yeah I don't know I don't yeah. know could you actually could you actually like lose consciousness maybe you can right maybe you can't I don't know well, I, that's an interesting question I would <laughs> I would I would venture probably not but and so 
if you couldn't be KO'd, could you also be like, uh, could you actually put somebody in a submission hold? Right? I don't know where you. I don't know. There's. These are great questions. They, these, it's interesting. interesting Super nerdy. In, it really is very nerdy. <laughs> to uh, all right. So before we move on, well, let's just say this too. Um, there's something about like the, and this could speak to our health conversation. I want to get to. There's something about the physical activity mm-hmm. that is valuable. Like mm-hmm. even you know some some nights I'll just go out in my yard after the kids are in bed and I'll shoot. I'll just shoot baskets and like literally i mean unless i'm missing a lot literally i feel better after you know mm-hmm. like i just it clears my head just the motion the motion of it the rep- yeah. repetition of it it's it's cathartic it's healing even mm-hmm. yeah. so you know that there's another piece in favor of it but hey i there might be some people listening that are like you guys are are, are idiots so who, who cares but hey this is the speaking of podcast <laughs> And we are speaking of sports at the moment. Hey, before we move on, what's your okay NBA NBA 2020 champion prediction? Give it, give me the finals, give me the give me the winner, and give me the games, and we'll we'll have this uh, immortalized in history. Go. Do, do you want us to be objective about this, or There's subjective? Only, yes. Or. You have you can only do no. There's not two answers, so you pick. Listen, I'm I'm going all LA finals. How LeBron, have, LeBron in six. How can they be in the finals? They're doing Eastern they're, Western Conference. They oh, conference? They, sorry. So they, they did stick to the conference. That's yeah. the one part I hadn't heard. They are. Yep. Okay. So okay. Try and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Giannis and LeBron. Don't I'll go Bucks Lakers. Uh, still LeBron in six. Wow. All right. What, what else? Okay. Well, that was my pick, but I'll go because I was Come gonna. On, go, I was. I was. Me. I was Bucks. I was Bucks Lakers. Uh, with Lakers taking it. That's what I was picking. Right. And that way I can be right. We got some people being objective this morning. That, you got that way I can be right. And then if they if they don't, Man, like, I know and if it's I'm, the Raptors I'm, in I'm there. Out of the East, I'm going to go Celtics. Stop go Celtics it. out of the East. Stop it. Wow. Uh, look at, look at New, in New England. Look, stop listen, it. To, listen to New England talking. Yeah, he, he can't help himself. Going to watch, uh, watch Nesson uh, this afternoon. Going to see the, the Boston <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> playing and we're going to walk down to the harbor <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no i i and I'm, I'm i'm trying to be objective about it too i think they have a talented team i come on I bill simmons they, get your pick man no bill, yeah there, there he is bill come on, simmons, simmons. What do you got there? can't help but and gosh about no, the celtics. no lakers in the finals I'm oh, saying. Man. lakers I'm celtics saying, i'm even gonna make a i'm gonna make a bold prediction here the trailblazers are gonna get in the eighth seed they're gonna give the lakers problems Oh, yeah, yeah. They're healthy. Nurkic is back. I I think that there there's going to be teams that didn't play well. They're going to play really hard. It's a, it's it's an equalizer. It's a total equalizer. This whole this whole thing. So we'll see. Celtics. I'm going to say Celtics. Clippers. I would say Clip, Clips win again mm. or Kawhi win again. All right. Yeah. I got Raptors. Clippers. Finals. Okay. Raptors yeah. in seven. Fanboy. <laughs> Fanboy can't be objective. I feel uh, less confident about this than I did last year. But I'd hope, I'd hope so. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, I got Nick Nurse. 
He's yeah. he's going to figure out the bubble system. Yeah. He They're is. the best coach team in the league. They're the most the most complete team in the league. And as they have far, <laughs> they as have far as buy-in, defense, role players. If they can stay healthy, yeah. Norman Powell can stay at a high level. Yeah, I, I like it. I like so it. I like and it. Any have, podcast listeners we had are definitely gone. Now. <laughs> They're definitely gone. But <laughs> they have and they have Pat oh. McCaw. So don't forget Pat <laughs> McCaw. Don't three, forget three. He's done the three P. He's never not one. He's never not one. So, so history's on our side. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good time for a transition. Hey, Ron, over there on uh, audio, I got a transition button. Hit it. Yes. <laughs> How are you guys staying healthy during coronavirus? We're three months in. Health is the struggle. It is uh, a challenge on multiple levels, emotional, spiritual, mental, family, economic. It is challenging everything. First question about Corona COVID health. Are we sure that the lockdown strategy is actually healthier than the virus? Is the, let's go, let's go a touchy topic right now. We could lose the rest of our. The rest of our listeners, are we sure? Are we? I'm. I have. I'm not. I'm, I'm in, buddy. I'm with you. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's go. Me hey, yeah. I'm Me with too. you. People can turn it off. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. What? Right. Uh, well, I think we all. <laughs> I think that's because we're all leaning one way right now, and we all know it. The the. So when we got into this, it was flatten mm-hmm. the curve to mm-hmm. uh, give the healthcare system a fighting chance, which agreed. You know, yes. our church was like immediately, we we were like one of the first churches to go public with, we're shutting down, we agree, I did agree with that strategy. Mm-hmm. Curve has been flattened, and yet we're still pretty locked down. Are we sure mm-hmm. that the cure is not more damaging than the virus? What's your what's your take? What's your take, Stephen A? What? I, I think... Uh... <laughs> I'm with you, Brent. Like I, I didn't say I didn't say I didn't say my I didn't say my take. I didn't finish my sentence either. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I'm with you. Okay. We we have so many good doctors uh, that go to our church. We have tons of nurses. We have so many people in our church on the front line, and wisdom was to prevail and shut down live services in the room. We did that quickly as well, but I think the danger of the long term journey being shut down is that people are not internally motivated. People, when, they're, when their structures and their routines are taken from them, mm-hmm. most people seem to get lost. Most people don't seem to know how to exercise and be physically healthy without the gyms being open. Mm-hmm. Some people are struggling spiritually because the churches aren't open. Mm-hmm. Uh, people's work productivity are struggling because their offices aren't open. So I get the decision. Right. I support all of that. Yeah. But I think... There are and will be long-term effects to people not knowing how to function without structure in their life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. What are, what are you guys' thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm going to jump on that. It's not just, you know, it is physical activity too, and the structure there as well. But, you know, uh, even just being able to rest normally, like everyone's working from home, trying to, you know, teach your kid do your full-time job, you know, where's, where's the, 
the place that you go that is, you know, I guess like Sabbath, does that even exist? Mm. Um, I know, I know for me, we have, you know, three young kids and I'm working from home and it's just, it's just, it's just a continuum. Yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no rhythm unless you become very intentional about it. I do think that's a big thing. I also think like there's a whole other host of issues that are going on that are going unaddressed right now um, because of the lockdown, um, you know, and, and, and this, there's just a reality of a host of things that we don't hear about uh, that the lockdown has actually caused or brought to the surface in our culture and society. I was like, for instance, I, an example, talking to a, an RCMP officer in our church here in Halifax. And he was just telling me about how difficult it has been as a first responder uh, to a multitude of situations that would just be normal, that would be normal and in, in other, you know, before COVID restrictions and conditions. Uh, he was telling me that there's a great concern right now about things like domestic abuse mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. things that are happening behind closed doors. Right. And with restrictions being like, we're not even allowed to touch people. We're not even allowed to go to people. Um, any of that, um, you know, you have a lot of that. And, and of course, and this is a big topic I'm super passionate about too. It's just mental health. Right. Uh, so many people are struggling just with their thought life, their emotions. Uh, and there's no real outlet of community. Uh oh, I think we lost Seth. Or did we lose us? Same time. There we go. Not being able to have that sort of vulnerability before another human being causes people to not be able to release any sort of emotions or mm -hmm. feelings or whatever. Losing you. Um think we're having some audio difficulty are you able to are you hearing him aj off and on yeah yeah okay we lost you there for a sec seth okay hold on you're back you're can... back you're good um i did you guys see the did you guys see the letter signed by 700 physicians to donald trump about heard about it didn't read it well they, their whole their whole thing was that the overall health of their their patients mm -hmm. was actually taking a bigger bigger punishment than than the the yeah. cumulative you know, like the cumulative effect of the virus and that yeah like you are i mean we are certainly hearing a mm. a rise in mental health issues uh a lot of domestic issues uh there's a lot of marriages that, that not just like significant domestic like violence or abuse that's yeah. that's on the rise but like there's a lot of a lot of uh i've heard of a lot of struggling marriages because mm -hmm. because of this like it you know when these stressful difficult times come upon us it it mm. exacerbates pre-existing conditions right right absolutely like pro covid correct covid in the body you know people with pre-existing conditions are vulnerable while right. people marriages with pre-existing conditions are vulnerable mm -hmm. uh yeah. jobs with pre-existing all like it's the same across the board and i think maybe Maybe we have been short-sighted at the conversation surrounding what what whole health is. Mm -hmm. Yes, not having a virus is part of health. 
Mm. And staying alive is important, obviously. But health is much broader than just do I have coronavirus or not? Right. And in fact, if you look at the numbers, yes, coronavirus has killed an unbelievable amount of people. It's a tragedy. There's Mm -hmm. no question. It's brutal. We should mourn it. We should be angry about it. All of that. At the same time, I I think that the effects of how we reacted to coronavirus is going to have as many or more long-term effects um, upon upon humanity, right? I, I just am praying that we're able to get kind of the economies back up and running before there's major famines or war or that kind of stuff. Cause that's, you know, you're not too many steps away when people start losing their job and desperation starts yeah. kicking in, man, it gets, you know, it's not, I don't know about you guys, but it's not lost on me that, you know, the, what we saw last week in Minnesota with, um, George Floyd and that murder. I mean, that was so brutal. And if you missed that podcast, I did, uh, you should go back and check it out, just talking mm-hmm. about uh, the conversation around racial issues. But it's not lost on me, you know, that there's unprecedented, not just protests, but riots happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, was that just the match that lit the dry hay bale that is the, right? You know, like, well, you, you hesitate to say that as to not water down the primary issue. For mm-hmm. sure. But but I, I really think you're right. And, I, and, I, and where my heart goes out to is, is these leaders who aren't allowed to lead with nuance. Right. So they have to make blanket statements. So it's not good enough to social distance. Let's close the beaches down and the parks and the trails because two families might bump into each other and pass the germs. Right. I felt culture, at least in our area, snapped and went deeper negative when the parks were shut down. Mm. And beaches. It was one thing not to go to work for a while, but not to have a trail to walk on or a beach to get your head clear and get your soul clear. When that was taken, you could just feel a, a negativity shift in the conversation. Yeah. People, mm-hmm. people aren't meant to be isolated. Right. Like we do this, we do this to prisoners, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a right. form of significant punishment. You separate them from civilization. And then the really bad ones get separated from the community of prisoners. I said that in my sermon yesterday. Yeah. It's like, we aren't yeah. we aren't made for this, and I think I think we have, you know. And again, I think you're smart, AJ, in saying like your heart goes out to our leaders. Like I'm I'm grateful, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, for the most part, our provincial leaders in New Brunswick have done a really good job. Like I'm I'm, you know, for what it's worth, I'm behind behind them. Um, but I do think just as a whole, this is beyond just our leaders. As a whole, in humanity, we have undervalued and underestimated the 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 conversation surrounding like quality of life um livelihood Mm -hmm. is is economic yes it's social yes it's mental yes it's physiological yes it's spiritual yes and we actually need all of those things working in an economy of health and that when we start you know Basically, what we did was we took the physical component of health and we put that as a premium mm-hmm. and made that mm-hmm. priority to the detriment of all the other ones. And again, I think there's times where you have to take extreme measures. I, I, I want to hedge. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with early on how we've done this, but yep. I don't know if we're reacting now with the same amount of 
fear and trembling we reacted mm-hmm. to the virus when it started spreading. I think we right. now need to re- react to some of the viruses that are spreading in marriages and in minds yep. and in bodies, like right. all of it. Because I think I think I'd like to see, you know, at some bo- uh, at some point we're going to look at this whole thing in the mirror, or at least most of it, right in the in the rearview mirror. I would love it. I I'm, I bet you it will happen. Like there's going to be hearings and committees and studies and about what the full effect was, not just the physical, right? But the right. economic, the social, the mental, the impact. And you got you listen, you have a wide swath of of countries and cities and communities that did things yeah. differently. So you're I think I think on the other side of it, there is a little bit of a hope. Um there's a little bit of hope that we're actually going to maybe not make some of the mistakes that we made again, and we're going to do some of the good things, and we're going to do some of the, you know, not do some of the bad things and do some of the good things again, and we're going to lean towards that. I imagine that there's going to be, you know, there's going to be data all over the place on that to see what, so you can make some kind of decision on what's actually helpful and what's actually hurtful, generally mm-hmm. spe- generally speaking. I know you can't be super specific but you can at least be you know you can speak from a general place well i think anthony and i are frozen up with our with our video this has been a gong show as far as technology goes but um let me uh let me ask you guys this question then we get talking about health you know how are you guys doing how are you how are you gauging on a scale of one to ten how healthy are you overall and what what goes into your general feeling of health? Like I am healthy when these things are happening. Mm-hmm. What, how's that looking for each of you? My camera's not froze, so yeah, I'll go. go. For it. Um, uh, overall, I would say my health has been good during COVID, and I'll have my moments, which I think is what a lot of people will say is they're doing good, but and so I was doing great, and then Wednesday night. Uh, I swore somebody hit me in the face with a baseball bat and I just, everything came to a grinding halt. Um, I just crashed. And so I don't know what happened that night, but overall, uh, I would say I'm doing fairly well. And to your question of why or what contributes to that is, I, th- I think, I think that whole externally motivated, internally motivated conversation kicks in. I tried really hard to keep as many disciplines, uh, to stabilize and normalize as much as possible. And then even added some things. What are those disciplines? What are, what are they for you? Yeah. So obviously, uh, getting up and having word and prayer time and just having that either with the kids or before the kids go downstairs, start the Keurig, get a coffee, sit in the chair, grab a Bible, listen to the Bible on you version. Having that first hour is crucial. Mm-hmm. And I notice a distinct difference when that doesn't happen. And so that first morning is crucial. Um, I like to play with diet things and I know that certain foods are extra bad (laughs) when you're not motivated. So I started intermittent fasting and just playing with things that would, would serve me well in a time where motivation could be a factor. And then uh, Brent, you know, this, I I love the gym. The gym is my escape. I'm not a video gamer. I'm not a musician. Mm -hmm. I'm not real techie, but the gym is my constant. It's my safe haven. It's my take off the pastor hat, take off husband hat, dad hat, even, and just 
like you shooting hoops at night, just banging some metal iron around is so, is so therapeutic. And so keeping those things in place, getting outdoors as much as possible, um, or more so. So I even started running the last while it's terrible and it's awful. And it is like a picture of hell to me, but, uh, Oh, I hate running. (laughs) But I'm just trying to do disciplines that would thrive or be beneficial in this season. And when COVID is done, I'm probably going to stop running. Yeah. 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 That's, I, I think, I think that's like, you know, what you're saying, AJ is it's like, that's health even when it's not COVID too, you know, mm-hmm. like it's that consistency and those habits that you place in your life. Like uh, I feel in my own life right now, I feel like I'm better health wise than I was at the end of December. Wow. You know, mm. um, 2019. Um, of course, you know, in our lives, it gets crazy in December with all the stuff that we we do as you know in our church for for Christmas and outreach and all the holiday stuff. Which I find that stuff drains me at the end. You know, like, um, and to be honest, like I I had a I had a moment. I think it was December 28th where I just felt so unloving and unlovable. Like I just was not a good person to be around, you know? Yeah. You seriously and, weren't. You sucked. Yeah, I <laughs> did. Just, I sucked. It was just, awful. So, um, I'm fine. Oh I'm yeah. Playing. You should, <laughs> honestly talk to my wife. She, she would tell you the truth about it. Like I was not a loving person, you know, um, coming into the new year and it jarred me. It absolutely jarred me. And I actually think this helped set me up for mm. COVID honestly. Like, wow. I actually spent some time putting together what I call uh, a rule of life, um, which is just basics, not rules. It's just a Mm -hmm. way, uh, a framework in order for me to function and thrive and flourish. Not, I had no idea COVID was even coming, but just in life in general. And I even think I shared that with you, Brent, at one Mm -hmm. time, but uh, just different practices, different things. And um, I started to stick to that. Um, again, it's not about being perfect at it. It's just working towards it. And, uh, you know, ever since COVID started, I started running. I'm with AJ. I hate running, hate it. Um, and I'm not a runner. I just, I just not like, I like going to the gym, I, you know, get, put a basketball hoop in front of me or a soccer goal. And I can go do that all day, but just running for running sake. It's just not, I, I find it hard. Mm. And, uh, anyways, but I, as I was working through that, I thought to myself, I actually want to do something hard in the season. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I need to do something hard. Um, and so let's, let's get out there and start running. And uh, I started a program and it was structure. I, I can't, if you ask me to just go and run because it's fun, it's not going to happen. So I actually spent money to buy an app for a running program and, it, and it, it's, it's, it's a program that's, you know, training to do a 10 K. Um, and you know, the first four weeks were awful. Like I'm so glad we're not doing this podcast then because <laughs> honestly I couldn't walk. My knees hurt. I had shin splints. Like I look like an old man. And I was just like, I, I, I was like, what is wrong with me? Um, but I just kept choosing to go and putting one foot in front of the other. And I got to tell you, like, it's just been so rewarding. And again, like I never thought I would say that about just going for a run. Um, today, today, uh, I'm today's running day for me. So at some point today, I'm probably, I'm now up to seven K eight K almost. Nice work. Um, and so, wow. um, 
But I, for me, it was like I've got to make an intentional choice. There's no gym. I've got to do something. Um, and I, I found that to be incredibly, uh, incredibly helpful for me. And another thing, too, is, I, I, you know, whenever I go to the gym, I always have headphones on and I'm listening to something and I'm always filling my mind with things. Mm. I start I actually started running with no headphones. I just wanted mm-hmm. to listen to the sounds of birds. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, it sounds so dumb, but it's true. Like I wanted to just kind of hear my neighborhood and hear the, I run through trails now in Sackville. There's this like near lakes and stuff. I just want to take in the moment. And I've, I found that to be really, really great for my mind, my soul, mm. uh, just my heart. I feel like my attitude's better. Um, another thing too, like just to hit on what, because I think it's very similar, like there's another cup uh, that I think needs to be filled and it's not just physical activity, it's soul care. And for me, um, there's just an, a habit of silence and solitude, um, sitting on the back deck, you know, listening, um, prayer, not just talking to God, but actually listening and uh, allowing those moments to, to, to happen in my life. And, and again, like just being very intentional uh, like that's what a plan or a rule of life is. The, the word rule, by the way, I think it's Latin for, for the word trellis. You guys know what a trellis is where you actually build like a, you know, it's for, for winemakers, you know, yeah. vineyards, they, they build structures to put the, the vines on. Well, they've discovered that they get better wine when they grow on a trellis, not in natural life because the grapes, they, they grow better. They flourish better. They're healthier. Um, and the same is true with us. And so, for me, if it hasn't been an intentional thing, I've got something staring me in the face. It's time to get up and go run. Not that I want to, um, but I choose to. And uh, I found I found that has been such a huge thing in my life. Um, and I think, again, I'll, I'll say it. I'll be honest about it. I think I'm better off now than I was in December 2019. Good for you. Good for you. That's great, no, Seth. So. Good for you. Did anyone, oh, that, that, did anyone, that is, that did anyone is feel awesome. like Seth was preaching a little bit right there? Uh, just yeah. a little. <laughs> no, just a little. I, I'm ready to have an altar call. I'm good. <laughs> no, I mean, that, I, I think that brings up a good point, though, Seth, that you're mm-hmm. you're doing better. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll lead the way here and say I'm doing way worse. Like, this sucks. <laughs> I freaking hate it. I'm sorry for the, my – like, I'm – a lot of my channels – that yeah. I draw strength and health from have been annihilated. Like I, I don't have access to my own personal gym like you do, AJ. Mm-hmm. I do. It's wicked. So I don't. Um, so I tried for a while to do home workouts. Like I put up a chin-up bar. Because for me, and, and I want to say this, not for everybody, like, but for me, and I, I picked this up in what you guys are saying, um, my physical health is very much dialed into my spiritual mm-hmm. health, and mm-hmm. my whole list, mm-hmm. my soul is better when I'm healthy, 100%. Like I love Jesus more when I'm when I'm healthy. Like I don't know how to describe it, other than for me, I'm very connected that way. But that said, this season has certainly uh, shot a torpedo in a lot of my regular channels. I, I no longer am going to the gym regularly. I don't get that outlet of community and, and um, exercise with basketball that I used to do two or three times a week. That was my connection to the to just friends that aren't Christians. That social time was huge for me, just the rhythm of it. Um, the, the rhythm of my work week was finely tuned um, around pockets for family, 
in a controlled manner, pockets for work in a controlled manner, those things are all gone. So like a lot of my rhythms were, have just been torpedoed. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah. And depending on the way, the structure that you had going into this, I think some of us are more, um, more at high risk than others if you leaned on things that are no longer there. And so, right. you know, that's, that's been a real challenge for me is a lot of the, a lot of the rhythms I have are gone. A lot of the kind of health channels I used to have were gone. But what I will say is this, and, you know, AJ, you spoke of, you know, that God, by God's grace, you, you've had access to a gym. Um, Seth, you're in a season right now where you'd say this, I'm actually better for this. Um, one thing I know to be true is God provides options. Yes, this is a wilderness season, but he gives us, I think, I think he'll hide little things that we can do that will be a source of strength for us and a source to get us through. It's like, you know, you take, um, the Israelites, I'm going to preach now. You guys ready? You take the Israelites, uh, God gave them manna for 40 years. Was it a feast? No. Did they get tired of it? I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, but it got them through, and he gave them that grace. And that's a picture of how, like, we're not on our own, yeah. and we're not abandoned. He does give us something. And it's like figuring out how to find the manna, like find that thing that's going to give you health, you know. Um for me, I'll say like I'm not a big fan of the manna in this season. Like I, I but I'm grateful for a couple things. Um, you know, the word's been huge just every day. Even doing this 90 day reading plan, we've got our whole church doing. It's been big for yeah, me. Um, not just I read the Bible every day anyway. That's not a new thing for me. But what is is reading the same thing that the rest of my community is. That's actually been a sneaky really refreshing life-giving thing just knowing that i'm reading this and hundreds of king's church people are reading the same thing today it's helped me foster a level connection that i'm really missing mm -hmm. so that's been huge for me the, just the way that we're doing the word right now um and then similar to you seth i i hate running so i haven't been running but i've been taking walks <laughs> with my dog and that's been uh and i have been going headphones free a lot of that too just listening to the birds, listening to my thoughts, trying to hear the Holy Spirit. Those two things, again, it's not it's not been a feast for my soul. I'm going to tell you on a scale of 1 to 10 on my overall health, I'd say I'm about a 6.3, maybe 6.2. 2.5. But I think, I think honestly, a lot of that lag, it's really just I'm two big things. Community, I'm missing people, um, and and my physio like physiological component like i just yeah. i'm i'm losing yeah. weight and for me that's bad like i'm i'm losing muscle mass and gaining fat and so like i don't feel good so that's that's been a struggle but all that to say there's been a small little grace so what let me ask this question anthony why don't you go what's yeah. been a grace for you in this season a hidden grace like manna that god's put out there and how would you encourage others to like to look around and find it if they're feeling like they're in the wilderness with no, nothing to eat right um i think there's a couple there's a couple things that i feel like uh that are, that have sort of been manna for me um and just been sustaining and, and it's some of the like i find um i find a lot of i get a lot of health from uh conversation and connection 
Um, and mm-hmm. so I found that, you know, I have coffee, you know, I meet, you know, Brent and I have a conversation, Brent, Brent and Dan and I have a conversation every Monday morning, right? And Dan and I have coffee every Wednesday morning. And those have been, you know, from a real practical level, those, and then those I've, we fought to keep those going, right? Even while we're isolated or whatever, that we've always had, had those conversations going. And so I've always had that place of like, where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to sit, you know, with someone, whether that's in whatever context that is, I'm able to sit with someone and be honest and be engaged. Uh, I found that actually, you know, I've, you know, I've gone on walks with my wife more, right? Mm. So these, these kinds of things have been super helpful. Um, but I, I think I've found the things that I value the most, the core things that I've fought to preserve some of those things. And, you know, and, and, you know, just, you know, from things that you can practically manage and those things that give me life, I've found a lot of value from them. And I, you know, they've actually been sustaining, right? Like, you know, to sit across from, from these guys and say, you know, what's the Lord, what's the Lord saying? What do you think about what, what's going on in the world? And to, you know, have a forum where you can actually like talk about them freely, you know, the same way that they've always been the same, that way that we've been doing for years, right? Like that I've actually fought to, to keep those going. Right. And so I think that's been good. My time with the Lord has been really good. I, I am the, I'm sure I'm the black sheep of this family right here. Uh, just because my time with the Lord comes at night and it doesn't come in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way. Yeah. AJ I, and I are judging you, but go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, I see, I, I appreciate, you know, 1am more than I do 6am. Wow. So, no. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, we're pushing the limit. There, you are a freak though. That doesn't am, need a ton of sleep. I am sort of That's wild dude. I know. And I don't know why. Do not try that at home. And I, I will I say recommend this in the mornings. <laughs> yeah. I will say this by no, by no fault and no influence of me. My daughter's turning into the same kind of person. Wow. Yeah. So Nighthawk. She, she's a night Hawk and, uh, and I don't, and that's not even something that I taught her. So I don't something in there genetically or whatever. Proud. Look at the pride. (laughs) (laughs) I actually I don't wish that. Like I feel like the world is 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 skewed towards the morning person. Uh, Everybody less less than it used to be though. Like I think it's globalized now, right? Yeah, but you champion everyone champions the morning person. Like that's an Adam early bird catches the worm. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Nobody talks about how the the late bird just stays up and watches over the camp while you're at night. But anyway, I will say that, that my time with the Lord has been uh, great, like in super rich in this time. And I've appreciated so much about that. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you guys. So, and I think everybody listening or watching is in the same boat, you know, we're, we're trying to, trying to just figure out how to patch together, you know, for, to use Seth's analogy, some trellis that's going to allow the vine of our life to grow. Um, because you know the room it's just it's just complicated right now there's a i think it's um oh who wrote the book well in uh, atomic habits james clear references it but it actually comes from uh oh what's the book he talks about keystone habits um it's not actually original to james clear and atomic habits that's 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 worth reading though if you've never read that book 
but for for you guys like uh, let's let's I'd like to hear from you what is you know what is your keystone habit and for our listeners or watchers a keystone habit is basically uh, something it's a habit that you do that if you do this thing it's like the keystone that everything else you can trace all of your other good decisions and good habits back to if I can do this every day I'll more likely do the other right things because I've already done that one thing um, for you guys you know what what's a keystone habit look like for you maybe you've already spoke to it um, in this season that everything else like if is if if that thing goes away, I'm in trouble. But if I can do this, I can hold on. This is my this is my thing. What what's that look like for you guys? I'll, I'll be the unspiritual pastor. I'll, I'll I'll say getting to the gym. Yeah. Um, because that that domino, because pastoral work is soul is so soul mind and spirit intensive. I need that physical outlet. I need that camaraderie. I need that challenge. I will go to bed earlier because of it. I will sleep better because of it. My head will be clearer because of it. I have learned incredible spiritual lessons from the gym um, or biblical truths that even got clear when it comes to disciplines and spiritual practices. But if I, if I don't have that physical outlet, I just feel a bit twitchy. Yeah. I feel a bit shifty. And then sitting yeah, down like to the me, word feels – shifty and I just I can't get into a groove mm -hmm. and so that actually goes first and I think for me working out is very spiritual um, but I would say if that goes away I'm in trouble and if that some physical outlet stays in everything else does get better including my marriage and my fathering yeah yeah, yeah. That's good. what are you guys what's a keystone habit I want I want to go towards the gym but I can't say that like AJ can so um but, you know, one of the habits that I think as, as we're talking about this and um, as I've just been kind of thinking about it, um, one of the things that we do um, every night, uh, we have a bedtime routine with the kids uh, and we have uh, a time every single night with our kids, uh, all of us together, uh, Leanne and I both, three of our kids all in our bed. They like to come into our bed. We're all sitting there. And we read, uh, we read, uh, you know, we read a Bible story together out of the kids' Bible, and take a moment to talk about it. We we sing songs, we pray together, um, and then we have this habit. My kids right now love, and it's just I think it's just because I have a two-year-old son, and he's just wild right now. He's he is awesome. just wants to fight, wants to whatever, and I can't I can't stop it. Like I love it myself, so. Um, Every night he asks me to give him three body slams. Like he yes. just wants to. He's like, Daddy, Daddy, three body slams, please. Three body slams. So I just go all, 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 you know, all Hulk, Hulk Hogan on my kids. Like yeah. just having a ton of fun just before bedtime. And then we, we take time, hug each other, kiss each other. It's just, I don't know. For me, I can go to bed at night after that. Like everything can. Like we, we know how intense and how our lives can be filled with so much pressure mm -hmm. and I can come home and as I experience that, there is something that it, it sets a boundary on my life and on my day um, every day to be able to spend time with the people I love most, the people I'm, I feel the most safe with, the most vulnerable with, 
yeah, we have bad moments on those nights. Like last night, I didn't do body slams because the kids were biting and fighting each other. So, um, you know, those sorts of things. But there's just something there's just something about that habit. Collectively, we all pause. None of us are doing anything for ourselves. Um, that for me, I, I can I can I don't know. I and and it puts things into perspective mm-hmm. for me. It's like. You know, I, I know, like I'm, I'm still young. I'm 36, right? But, you know, we all know, like the, like goodness, we're talk, we talked earlier about being in college, like how, that flew by, yeah, fellas. Yeah. Like I, I still remember playing ball with you guys, and but life is, is fast, and 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 it, it brings some sort of perspective to me of, yeah. I, I'm not just here for myself. I'm here for my family, and I have a responsibility to them. I need to stay alive. I need to exercise. I need to be a, a spiritual father to to my children and my kids. And so for me, I don't know, that sounds so simplistic and maybe mm-hmm. even strange to some people. But to me, that has been a foundational habit, a keystone habit in my life that if that went away. In fact, when I when I come when I come, a lot of times I travel back to St. John and stuff and we preach and I'll have an overnighter. Uh, I miss that. Yeah, I miss just that habit with my family, and my children. And I look forward to it when I get back. Like I can't wait for that moment again to have that time with them. Cool. Uh, partially, and and again, this is going to sound so bad. It's bedtime, yeah, <laughs> which means they're they're going to bed, and Leanne and I have some like time to breathe. Yeah. Um. But it's yeah. It's just it's just it's established in our life, and I I don't know if we can live, you know, a day without that. You know. So That's I don't cool. know if that makes any sense, but mm-hmm. absolutely. And Anthony, yeah. you, were, you were mentioning you were mentioning those commu- those connections, yeah. those meaningful connections. Yeah. Um, and I, I already mentioned to the just like the, I guess for me, it, I'll I'll be the spiritual pastor here and say the legitimately, the the word is getting up at six 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 thirty and just going to the word has been my lifeline. More, more so than ever, I would mm-hmm. say right now, you know, like that whole meaning of, you know, man doesn't live on bread alone, but every word that comes from, mm-hmm. that comes from the father's mouth, like that's, it's like, it's, it just seems to be the one thing that I consistently have right now. There's no other consistencies, um, that I can rely on quite the same way. You know, I'm hoping that they're, they're saying they're going to open the gym up. That's great. I hope basketball comes back and I hope some regular rhythms return, but it's enough. I'll say that like the God, God does not leave us high and dry. And I think he's just, he, mm-hmm. he will provide us the grace that we need. I'd say that as an encouragement to anybody watching or listening, you might not have found it, but there's manna somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. that, that he's placed for you today. And it's just enough for today. That's the other piece is like, you know, we, we, we always look for the big thing, right? We want the, we want the, to take down the deer that's going to feed us for, for days. And, and in actuality, with God's provision more looks like manna that spoils yeah. by the end of the day, you know, quail that you can't eat the next day. Like that's, that seems to be the thing that, he, that the Bible shows us. Well, I think on that, Brent, too, I want to chime in on that enough for the day. I think people who might be watching and listening – they make the mistake of saying, well, I'm going to be like Brent and I'm going to read my Bible every single day at 630 and I'll never miss. Then they miss two days and they quit. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they say, you know what? I'm going to mirror going to the gym every day and I'm going to bench my body weight in a week or I'm going to run a, 
half marathon by the end of end of june and they set these outlandish goals that's taken somebody else a decade in the unseen to do or i'm gonna put my kids to bed every single night and i'm never gonna miss then they beat themselves up and they forget that it's a grace for the day not a reward for the day right yeah i think i think one of the things is like even talking about um time with the lord and spiritual just connecting with just connecting with the Lord in those times is, I think it's the same way, right? And it's like, you're going to have, take a wide swath of people. You're going to have people that spend an hour with the Lord. You're going to have people that spend a half an hour with the Lord. And even get, like, if that's a rhythm, like, gosh, as a believer, it must be a rhythm in your life. Mm. And, you know, if, if you're out of that rhythm and you want to get back into that rhythm, give yourself some grace and say, uh, like, if it's not an hour right. like or half an hour, like, I'm going to spend five minutes and have it be a meaningful connection. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, and, and that's what that's what I, I think. I think that's what I'm after, even personally. Like, I'm after a meaningful connection with the Lord. I'm not after a checkbox. I'm not after right. uh, just a, a, a rote kind of uh ritual kind of thing i'm after a meaningful connection with the lord and i think if like that can happen i know 100 percent that it can happen in five minutes because it's happened to me there's happened to me where where it's been like ah i don't know where the day got on me i'm gonna go i'm gonna say because i'm committed to this time that i'm actually gonna even if it's five minutes and i know that god is not disappointed with me that he loves when i every moment that i lean in and i reach out and i reach out to him that he loves that and he loves he loves to hear from me mm-hmm. he loves to be with me and even if you know n- you know even if it's only for 5 minutes with the knowing my heart that I want to spend time with him and I want to grow in that like even if it's 5 minutes that he will meet me where I am and to know that it's like it's okay don't put the don't put the 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 yoke the heavy yoke on you to say same with every every rhythm but specifically with the lord i think don't put the heavy yoke on said that i have to be super spiritual that i have to do it for x amount of time and like that i have to do it right from the get-go right that i have to spend an hour with the lord every day from the get-go you know there's outliers maybe some people that's how you did it right and then you've been able to sustain that but lots of people have this issue where they can't spend you know, it's hard for them and they don't know what to do and they don't, there's all kinds of things, right? But if it's five minutes and it's a meaningful connection with the Lord, that's a win. Well, yeah, the, uh, the real uh, answer is not being grandiose, but being consistent. Yes. Yeah. In yeah, all absolutely. the disciplines, it's consistency. Yeah. That's, that, those are the healthy right. people. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and to not, like, I think it's so important. Just, just do, just do the day. Like don't mm-hmm. don't do yesterday and don't do tomorrow. Right. Do do today yeah. and and if you can. That's really good. Cause I, it's like it's it's like your diet. You know, mm-hmm. you, it's amazing how fast you know one bad meal can make you fall off the wagon. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I just wrecked everything forever. You know, right. like and it's, in what, I lost all that weight actually mm-hmm. little by little over over like a year and a bit, you mm-hmm. know, just by a shift in my lifestyle. And, and I think that's, that's the, the important thing is just, just win the day. Just, and, and winning looks like, I think what you're right. Did I receive something from the Lord? Did I, mm-hmm. did I, did I take in, did I take in some grace that he wants to give me? And, mm-hmm. and where do I go to find the manna? That's the question, right? right? Like, right. is it the gym? Is it, is it the, is it that time in the morning? Is it that time at 1 a.m.? 
Mm-hmm. You just got to know where, where mana yeah. can be found. If you find Sweet. lots, great, good for you. But if, if it's just a little bit of bread, then especially in these wilderness seasons that we're yeah. in, like yeah. I think you have to oh. have appropriate rep, uh, expectations. Well, and Brent, I might even I might even add on that if you've been only feeding on mana in the word, go get some physical activity in your for your body. Mm. And if you've only been doing physical mana, yes, get your spiritual mana. Like I think the problem is people single feed, yes, and they do their one favorite habit. And my love for the gym does not discourage my love for the word in the morning, right. Right. and my love for the word does not discourage being a dad or being a husband. I think there's a lot of Christians who are singularly focused on their favorite mm, thing. Right. Forget to feed broadly. And the, I mean, to go full circle, we were talking earlier about how we we're not convinced that like our, the, the human response to coronavirus is taking into account the holistic nature of health. Absolutely. And like, let's, you know, we can't change what the government's doing. And as Christians, we actually have to abide by that. Like, unless it's causing us to sin, we need to, we need to, abide by it so you know but let's learn from that as christians and say okay but let's not make the same mistake by valuing one aspect of our health Mm -hmm. to the detriment of all the other ones and so seth you spoke of the value of family and that family time and i spoke to the value of the early morning and the word and you spoke to the to the value of late night and the listening and and the gym the physical component like i think the reality is that's such good advice aj is looking at different areas of health you have your mental health that really matters mm-hmm. and you know this is why the bible says when when jesus was asked you know how do you typify the life how do you how do you capture encapsulate everything that the bible says for us to do he says love the lord your god with all your mind with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength it's the whole being mm-hmm. and so for us in this time Again, it's not it's not going to be a feast. It's not going to be an oasis necessarily, but I think the Lord will provide manna for our family health, for our mental health, for our physical mm-hmm. health. That like, I don't know that there's ever a time where God's going to listen to our excuses on why mm-hmm. we're not that's right. receiving right. enough when He gave us manna. Yeah. I think that turns into yeah. grumbling. I think that turns mm-hmm. in. That's why a generation was lost in the wilderness. It's because they didn't appropriate the provision of God the mm-hmm. right way. So yeah, it's to think through. Th- so what? I guess let's bring this in for a landing, guys. It's been cool. It's been a it's been a good conversation, actually. Um, what what would you say by way of kind of we got people listening today? We've got how we got moms who are trying to make it work with having the kids home. They're all of a sudden full time, not just full time moms. Some of them have a job as well. They're trying to manage and they're educators. You've got, you know, marriages that are really struggling to find intimacy. And yet, like in in the proximity, you've got people who are really, you know, Seth, you spoke of this, having some mental health challenges. You got people whose mental health is really um, challenged or compromised right now. People like me who are missing uh, things that really brought them a lot of life. You know, what would you guys say by way of encouragement to people? Um, you know, it is what it is. Coronavirus is happening, yet God is faithful. How would you encourage somebody today to find uh, his help for their health? That's good. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll start. Um, I think, I think you got to allow yourself a level of grace in this season. Mm-hmm. For one, I think that's a very important thing. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you sidestep total responsibility for yourself. You know, um, you know, I, I this quote actually this morning as I was driving driving out to my studio. Um, driving out to my studio, this quote came to my mind, and I've been thinking a lot this about this a lot. But who you are is ultimately what you're going to offer to others, uh, and and I think sometimes we got to give ourselves permission to actually focus on ourselves. Like that, I think, like running running is for my family, yes, but it's also for me as well. Like spending time in the Word is for is for me absolutely but ultimately it's going to spill out into others and i think i think you've got to show grace in this season because i think things there was such a hard turn on our lives everyone faced it and it's going to cause it is going to cause anxiety it is going to cause you know tension and issues and all sorts of things how am i going to find the new norm as that phrase is being thrown around right so there's a level of grace in this i think God has for all of us as we as we walk this as we walk in this season walk out of this season walk through this season all of it um but I would just encourage you yeah show yourself grace um but also like be intentional be intentional about uh your your life and your health um it's okay like um one of the things that's been life-saving for me and, and again this goes back into atomic habits um stuff is actually building good habits in my life and realizing there's certain times of the day that I do this. And again, it's not that I'm checking things off. It's just, I find that, uh, habits actually bring more freedom to my life. I don't feel bound by the things around me. And in fact, in fact, when I start to establish these things in my life, I actually find that I'm more free, uh, in, in those things. And so I don't know if there's, by by way of any encouragement in this is um you know start start to build habits start small um and show yourself a lot of grace show yourself a lot of grace i love what anthony said especially about reading the bible um and just meaningful connection with the lord if that happens in five minutes if it happens in uh you know in an hour half hour whatever um and again going what what dr Plazier said uh, consistency is absolutely key. Hmm. Just being consistent mm-hmm. and, and staying to it. And again, keep putting one foot in front of the other. That's what a, a runner friend of mine said, as I started uh, asking him, he's a marathoner. And he said, I said, how do I, how do I combat the pain of running? And he said, all you got to do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's not about pace. It's not about time. You're not going to be an Olympian, but is just it keep- your phone blowing up? <laughs> It's my, it's my, it's actually John Patrick over there. Computer, and uh, and it's blowing up. So there's a conversation. I'm trying to mute it. So uh, good word, apologies. good I'm word. Serious, and I got this dinging going on. So ding, ding. That that's yeah. that's like a little microcosm of this season, isn't it? Mm. Just like it really ah. is. Yeah. What do you, uh, Anthony? What do you got for encouragement in finding God's help for our health in COVID 2020 now? Yeah, I I think that I think that, that what I could offer is just that God's not angry with you. Mm. Yeah, he's so just good. not angry. Yeah. He's not mad at you. He really isn't. So, and that like in Christ, that 
there's so much that's available to you and there, there's so much to understand how he looks at you. Uh, it's just that, I, you know, I'm hoping that if you've made it through, whoever made it through all of the sports talk and all of the other stuff at the beginning, if you're hearing this, like God's not angry with you. He's really not. And he loves you so much. And he loves the moments that you take, take aside to actually spend with him. And even from a spiritual thing, like he's just not that way. And I would say, I would say like you, I am, we all are our worst critic, right? We all are our own. Like that's, that's the perfect example of why you could start off anything, whether it's time with the Lord, whether it's going to the gym or whatever, with the best of intentions. And then you, you miss a couple days and then you fall off the wagon, right? It's only because you're so hard on yourself and you, there's, there's a, there's a lie there and there's an element of something that is, that you're starting to believe, right? And so that's the thing is just that God's not angry with you and he loves you. And there's so much that Mm -hmm. he loves about you that every moment that you take to be with him, he loves it. Rest in it. Yeah. Yeah. AJ? Yeah, I think I would say I would encourage people to I think there's been a lot of people grieving what was taken from them yeah. during COVID. Yeah, and there's a good. good place for that. But we're yeah. in a week ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. It's time to have the funeral. Yeah. And, that's good. And then that's and then start to amazing. celebrate what God has yep. gifted us in COVID. So that's right. Um so I think I would just encourage people to go up the mountain for an afternoon, um, hide away for a day mm. and actually pause stop running around clinging to what's gone and say, okay, God, what have you Mm -hmm. gifted me in this season? And maybe the seasons going forward that I need to receive because there are people missing blessings on what was gone 10 weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge, man. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll I'll just recap even what you guys just said by, by way of my encouragement would be, um, I would I would just echo what all you said in that, like, from my perspective, I keep telling myself, you know, yeah, God's not angry. In fact, he's giving me something. He's giving me something mm-hmm. with this. This isn't punishment. Absolutely. Like it's not punishment. And and we're not experiencing COVID because we did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And yet the Lord has led us into this season. And so he's doing this for our betterment and for our good. And if I can focus on that, like even AJ was saying, like have the funeral. It is what it is. It's lost. There's grief. 100%. Mm-hmm. No one's downplaying that, but we we need to we need to look forward. You know, the Lord led the Israelites into the wilderness because he was leading them to the sure. promised land, preparing them to be able to actually mm-hmm. occupy right. blessings that incredible. So, you know, to have that perspective and then yeah, I would just say I think Seth mentioned it there a minute ago, just give yourself a ton of grace because God is, mm-hmm. right? Like right. Don't hold yourself up to impossible standards. Like I'm trying my best to not like say, hey, I'm not expecting myself to be super fit right now. I don't have access to the things I normally mm-hmm. do. So I'm, I'm, cu- I'm cutting myself some slack. I had some great advice from uh, Dan Lamus, who's a, a, you know, not just not a friend of mine, but a friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. Um, <laughs> he, uh, when I had, when we had our first kids, um, when we had Ava, I was working here at the church, and I don't know. I just remember him saying this. I don't remember what the conversation was. I don't remember what the circumstances were, but I remember him just saying, "Man, while you're ha- while you have little kids, just give yourself a lot of grace. It's it's there. This is an unusual time in your life. They're not always going to be babies. 
that mm-hmm. it's going to require something different of you. It's not going to last forever. Cut yourself some slack on your expectations for yourself. It's mm-hmm. just going to, there's going to be times where they bring out the worst in you, but it's also going to produce the best in you. And I think coronavirus is similar in that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we need to seek the Lord in it, seek what he's giving us, seek what this is producing in us. Amen. But yeah. at the end of the day, like don't allow our expectations for ourselves. Don't allow what we might've lost to beat us down in a way that God is not doing that. And like that, to cut ourselves some slack, to give ourselves grace like God is, I think is just Mm -hmm. really important. So if someone's out there beating themselves up about, you know, maybe their mind's going in a downward spiral, you know, if you could just give yourself some grace on your expectations, like that it's okay, you know, like this isn't something I generally say a lot, but I will, like it it is okay uh, to to have some struggles like God's got grace for that and mm-hmm. and he, as long as you're honest about it and you're willing to allow him to walk with you in it he's going to bring you through it and so uh, yeah mm-hmm. I would just say these are extenuating extreme difficult circumstances and times and I think we need to give ourselves more grace if it's an extra season it requires mm-hmm. extra grace and I would just tie onto the end of that like I the way that I have I experienced the Lord the way that I have heard people testify about the Lord. I'm going to go out on a, on a limb and not really much of a limb, but I'm going to say that there will be things about when this thing again is in the rearview mirror, we will, there will be things that we look back and say that was a gift, mm. right? Yeah. And that will, they will say that yep. we are so glad it wasn't pleasant at the time, but on the, on the other side of it, we are so glad. Yeah that we were in it and this happened right yeah to hold on to that right like paul mm. paul said i'm glad I w- it was good that i was afflicted right you know and i think we get to trust god for that and some mm. of us have been through enough seasons following him maybe some people are listening right now you're new to following jesus but i can testify and i know all these guys can like i've been through enough wars now to know that uh man god does cause all things to come mm. together for our good like you know, not all the bad things that have happened to me in my life can I just turn around immediately and say, there's there's the reason for it. Some of those things I think we'll find out in heaven. But mm-hmm. there's been a multitude of, of instances where something that something bad I've gone through or difficult I've gone through, I can I can actually look back and say, I wouldn't trade that at all. Mm-hmm. I would do it again. You know, so and I, I think that's important for this season. Gentlemen, thank you. This has been uh, this has been fun. I think we need to cue the outro music. There it is. There it is. This has been fun. We'll uh, look. When in doubt, when in doubt, uh, I will be popping on with you guys and just having these conversations because I'm always better for it. So, thank you so much. Thanks for uh, your time today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys made it to the end uh, and you got past our uh, NBA 2020 predictions, or even worse, reminiscing on. 2000 and 2002 <laughs> Kingswood University Bible College yeah. softball. Mm-hmm. That's that's really starting out hot, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> things not to do in keeping people's attention. Talk about something that was boring to begin with, and then when only three of you know about it, generally not. Uh, hey, we're learning. We're learning as we go. Oh, this will evolve. Thanks, guys. That's right. Yeah.
Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you do me a favor and would subscribe to my YouTube channel or the podcast, wherever you are listening today, I would sure appreciate it. And we'll see you again next time.